Publish our podcast, episode 89. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm Alexa Bigwarf, and today we're going to be talking about not just a website for an author, but the role that that website plays in marketing your book. This month, uh, April, we're talking about all kinds of marketing stuff, and this is one example of a, a, a fairly low-cost way for you to make sure that you create a home where people can find information about your book. On that note, if you haven't signed up for our webinars coming up this month, make sure you head on over to womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash events. We've got the How to Smash Your Book Launch, which is one I run once or twice a year with case studies and great information on, on book marketing. Um, we've got other things happening that you're going to want to check out as well. So head on over there and you'll see everything that we have up and coming. I do also want to say that Fazia Burke, who is a book marketing expert, is also the co-founder of PubSite, which helps, uh, provides a, which does provide a platform for authors to create author specific websites. And they are the, uh, the platinum sponsor of the Women in Publishing Summit this year, which has already happened. However, their deal is still good through the end of the year. So you can go over to womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash pub site and check out their offer uh, for attendees, which is $5 off the monthly fee for having your hosting and website through pub site. And you get a two week free trial with that. So after you listen to Fazia, head on over to our website. You might look at the, uh, the webinar that we did with Fazia about this topic and um, and check out PubSite. All right, enjoy the great marketing tips that she's going to provide you in this episode. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been And I felt what you're feeling And I don't wanna get in your way All right, welcome back everybody to the Publish Her Podcast. I'm Alexa Bigworth, your host, and I am absolutely ecstatic to have our guest Fazia Burke with us today. So before I introduce her, I have to tell you a little bit of a story. Those of you who have attended the conference, uh, the Women in Publishing Summit, you're very familiar with her. They've, her company, PubSite, has been a, a sponsor for the last several years. We've done workshops and webinars. But if you don't know her, you're in for a treat today because she's more than just PubSite. She's also quite an expert in book marketing and has some really impressive clients under her belt, which I'll tell you about in a second. But I actually fangirled Fazia for a long time because in 2017, I went to the uh, New York, what it was called, the Book Expo America in New York. And Nancy, my assistant, and I sat in on a workshop that she did. And I was just like, this woman is amazing. Maybe one day she'll come speak at my <laughs> conference. And now you speak at my conference, you sponsor my conference, you're on the podcast. So it's so exciting. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm a fangirl here too. You're amazing. <laughs> One of my favorite people in book publishing, which is saying quite a lot. Well, thank and, you. Yeah, and I miss Book Expo. Those were like fun presentations. So. Why did they cancel it? It's so not fair. Oh, I was, oh, no, it's okay. But now up. you've got you and, you know, other people are stepping in and doing things. So I think it'll be wonderful. But yeah, I'm so happy with our partnership. You do such great, great work. And I love the community you've built around women in publishing. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be part of your, your network. 
Well, thank you. And thank you so much for your sponsorship and support of it. So let me tell people a little bit more about you if they have not had the pleasure of getting to see one of your events with us. So Fazio Burke is a book marketing expert and pioneer of online book publicity. As the founder and president of FSB Associates, she has spent more than 25 years publicizing books by best-selling authors such as, hold on to your seats here, Alan Alda, <laughs> Ariana Huffington, Deepak Chopra, Sonia Renee Taylor, Ken Blanchard, Charles Spencer, as well as many first-time authors. In 2019, she co-founded PubSite, a platform for building author websites, and is used by authors like, again, get ready, Tom Clancy, Robin Cook, and hundreds more. If you don't know some of these names, you have not been reading books in the last... <laughs> two, three decades. So <laughs> Fazia also does consulting and offers a power hour for authors needing marketing advice. Whether you're a first-time author overwhelmed by the idea of building a brand or an experienced author wanting to take your marketing and publicity to the next level, Fazia can help. She's the author of Online Marketing for Busy Authors and is based in San Diego, California. And I actually have a copy of your book and refer to it regularly. So thank you. Thank you so much. I need to update it, as you can well imagine. <laughs> a lot of things have changed in the past couple of years. It's crazy. They have. They have. But our lives just keep getting busier and busier. So it's hard to write a book. So uh, yes. I admire all of your authors and writers who find the time and make it happen because it is not for the faint of heart. You know, I'm learning that now as I'm publishing my first fiction book, trying to find time to do all these things. Um because I'm doing, we do them for other people. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I understand. I understand the struggle. <laughs> yes, yes, it really, you, I think every marketer should write their own book because you really, that's the only way to really truly understand. I completely agree. Yeah. So today we're going to talk primarily about websites and their role, author websites and their role in marketing. Um, because, uh, you know, we hear all the time, you need to have a website, you need to have a website, but then we hear other people that are like, you don't need a website. That's a waste of time and energy. So I personally am on the camp of you need a website. And I'm going to assume that since that's the topic you proposed, you're in the same camp. Good assumption. Yes, yes, very much so. So why do you need that website before you even finish your book? Yeah, I, you know, I do understand when people say, well, my publisher can build me a website because some publishers have, you know, their own website. I mean, they have pages for books on every website. And so if you have that later on, that's great. Some authors believe that their Facebook page or whatever their social network is, is enough and that's all they need. But that's really not true at all. And I think that you, you and I know that you need a website before, during and after publication. Mm -hmm. Like you need it for the rest of your life. You know, that's, that's something that you have to kind of keep in mind. And I'll tell you, the reason is that and if you have pages on Facebook, you really don't own them. You don't right. own the people on them. You don't own those pages. Those pages can disappear at any time. Um, so that's not something you can count on. The other thing is when you are considering, you know, becoming an author, right? You're going to approach an agent or you're going to self-publish or however you're going to. There's so many paths to publishing these days. And, you know, they all have their pros and cons and you can have a completely separate conversation about that. But nevertheless, Everybody expects that you're going to be able to connect with your readers. Mm -hmm. That's on you. However you publish, that's on you. And so the first step when you're trying to connect with your publisher, I mean, with your author, with your readers, 
is to have a place, a landing place where they can find more information about you. So you need to do that at some point anyway, down the road, if you think you don't need it right now. But if you do it before you even have a book, there are some very specific uh, you know, um, benefits to it. One is if you are going through the publisher agent model, then all of your information, basically the information that you have in your proposal can be on a URL and then nobody needs to figure out where it is. It's in my inbox. I lost the thing. It's an attachment. It's Send them the URL, right? Mm -hmm. All your information is there. And if you have a website and it's a professional looking website, you seem much more serious about your publishing journey. It's not Agreed. a, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to write a book today. It's not that. It, this is something that you're committed to. This is something you're serious about. And anyone who partners with you wants a serious person. Mm -hmm. So it reflects on your professionalism. It reflects on your organization. It reflects on your, uh, you know, just sort of, uh, the fact that you're serious about it. So for all those reasons, you really need it. And then eventually you're going to build a website and for you know getting mailing addresses, right? Your mailing list is going to be on there. The sooner you start that process, the better. Mm -hmm. Why would you wait on that? That's your number one asset. And why would you wait two years from, I think I'm going to write a book to actually publishing a book or even longer. Use those two years to build up your fans, to build up your readers. And, you know, on your website, you can show your writing skills, you can show your humor, you can have photos, you can really get authors, I mean, uh, readers engaged and interested even before you have a book. You know, I, I can't agree more. And another element is that a lot of um, publicists, publicists will tell you, marketing experts will tell you, all, all the people will tell you that in that lead up time to the publishing of your book, you're going to want to be going to podcasts, you're going to want to be doing media events and things like that. Well, when you're pitching yourself, people are going to go and check to see if you have a website first and foremost, like that's just the thing that they're going to do. So if you don't even have anything out there, why would why would they want you to be a speaker at their event or come on their podcast or do any of those things if, if you're not a person who's going to bring them you know, value, basically, yeah. I would say it's yeah. if, if you're not serious, why would they be right? right? Exactly. But I think what you're talking about is a few months before publicity, a publishing, right? right? right. Publishing you're talking book. years, I'm saying you have an idea for a book, put it on a website, you yeah. know, start your website under your name. Uh, and then just kind of use it as a working document, try blogs out, try yeah. things out, see what's working, see what's not working, start the you know, uh, Google takes a long time to index your site. Yes. So you want to make sure that it's in there and it's getting picked up by your name. Uh, so I think, you know, I think there are benefits for sure along the way, but even before publishing, right? So if we do before, or during, after, the before part is really to help anyone who's going to partner with you, whether it's a hybrid yeah. publisher, whether it's a traditional publisher, agent, you know, anyone who's going to be working with you, a book jacket designer, they want to see your aesthetic. Mm -hmm. They want to know more about you. So all of those professionals that are going to be engaging with you, they need to see that you're serious and that you have a hub yeah. for all of this activity. Right? That's a great point. So that's before. During, mm -hmm. oh my God, you need a website <laughs> absolutely six months before 
the book actually hits bookstores. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, you and I know that there's so many times where people say, my book is on Amazon today. And yeah. now I'm thinking about right. what to do. <laughs> right. You it's- need to have at least a six month lead up to the book's release, at least that much, right? And in that period, you definitely want to make sure that your, you know, hopefully your website is done. And now this is an opportunity for you to update it, add more material, add information about the book, you know, if table of contents and an excerpt, if it's a nonfiction and, you know, sample chapter, if it's a novel, uh, some information about your characters, if you're trying to get people involved, if it's a sci-fi or, you know, um, mystery research you've done you know all those kinds of things that you're probably sitting on like every author is sitting on certain amount of knowledge and so I think putting all of that on display for people will just engage people more and endear them to your process and then nobody should give up on their book six weeks after it's published right that's not good you want I actually I tell authors that they should promote their book for as long as it took them to write it. (laughs) (laughs) At least. (laughs) That could be two years. Well, that means 10 years for me because I'm going on 10 years now on this book. (laughs) I I hear you. Why not 10 years, right? Why not? (laughs) So the the after uh, is basically also important because you put all your media on your site, you put Mm -hmm. all your podcasts on your site, you talk about your upcoming book, you talk about blogs, you talk about it event you did, all of those things kind of build up that personality. So you start off with, you know, uh, sort of more um, skeleton site, right, as it were, Mm -hmm. and then keep building on it, keep adding to it, keep adding different information, take things off that doesn't that doesn't work. Um, But that's why the website is so important. It is the central hub of your not just your marketing of your publishing journey. You know, you need that whole process uh, from beginning to end on, and it should come from your website. You know, I think, and I say this a lot, so it's probably been said on this podcast before, but I think one of the biggest disservices that self-publishing has done is that it's created a mindset for so many authors that it's fast and easy and that they just need to get their book done, get it edited, get a great cover, and then put it on Amazon and then market And, you know, the more, like you just said, six months, this is the difference. Can you do that? Absolutely. You sure can. People are doing it all over the place, but your expectations of what's to come to it are going to be so much different. And the strategy that you're laying out is what makes the difference between people who will sell 50 to 200 books in their lifetime versus 50 to 200 on launch day and thousands in, in overall sales. That's exactly right. I mean, I think it's really important as a publicist, I can tell you that, you know, that planning ahead, it's, it's, it's important for authors to just know you can, you don't have to do it, but there is a price you pay for it. Yes. And the price is that, you know, let's say you want to be on a podcast and let's say, fingers crossed, they're interested in having you on their podcast too. They may have a wait list Mm -hmm. that goes two months, three months, six months down the road. I have, and I'm working on a project right now and we're booking interviews. The book comes out in November. We've been working on it for three months already. Mm -hmm. And we're still getting interview uh, 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 scheduling 
for March of next year. Oh yeah. I can, as a podcast host, I can tell you that right now. I mean, we're recording this at the end of September of 2022, just to prove this point, my next available recording date, if you were to go to try and get with us now is February of next right. year. Right. So I <laughs> like if, a, if someone has a book coming out, yeah, you can't wait until. <laughs> and and the thing is, you can have exposure throughout the career of your book. That's fine. But you do want to build some momentum around the publication, Absolutely. right? You want to have your family, friends support you, make some noise. Everybody mention it on social media. And you can say, I'm doing this podcast. And so you do want to create a little bit of momentum, not a little bit. You want to create a lot of momentum. <laughs> Because it's like the snowball, right? You want right. to push it down the hill. Let it gain, gain some momentum instead of, you know, one snowball every two weeks. And you're like, wait, what was that? I missed that. <laughs> so I think that's why you need to plan ahead. And if you don't plan ahead, then the price you pay for it is that instead of getting one giant snowball rolling down the hill, you've got little, little you know, in little bits of things going around and it just doesn't quite catch on fire. Well, and then having that place there where if you are getting out and talking to people and creating buzz and people say, oh, I want to go learn more about this person and they Google you, then they actually find something. And if your book is on pre-order, which I hope it is, then hopefully that's linked to, I mean, just all of those things. So one of your your um, your comments was why well, your website site should be a workhorse and not a show pony. <laughs> um, you know, that's the type of things, right? That is so true. So the reason I said that is because I, like you, have sen seen many sites that look really pretty and there's literally no information on it, right? <laughs> there is the gi gi giant jacket often and then little bit of copy that I can also find on Amazon. So it's right. the same exact copy. The author's photo, a short little bio and hardly anything else. Right. Like it's one page, you just scroll down and it looks pretty. But is that really working for you? Like, who's that for? If I need <laughs> that information, I can get it on Amazon. Right. So your website has to have unique content that is only available on your website. And you want to be able to make sure that you are updating your website, right? That's why it's a workhorse. Like mm -hmm. if there's a new review, you want to put it up. If you don't like something, something is not working for you, you want to be able to take it down. So many authors set up these like little one page pretty sites, whether you call them landing pages or, mm -hmm. you know, they can call them the full website and literally nothing is ever touched on those pages. <laughs> like they just set them up it's set it and forget it. Right. <laughs> uh, and I just don't think that's how your, your website should be. You know, your website should be something you work on all the time, add things, delete things, you know, make things better. Again, you don't, you are the curator. So you don't want to throw everything but and the kitchen right. sink on your website. You want to take things off, anything that's dated. I have some clients who say, oh, I've been blogging for, you know, whatever years and I have all my blogs on my website. And I think, why? Right. Who's reading five-year-old blogs or 10-year-old blogs? Right. No one. So either update them, post them again, or take them down. They, because, you know, people will spend 30 seconds on your website. Right. What do you want them to do? 
Right. Oh, that's such a good idea because, you know, especially for those of us who've been running businesses or running blogs for a very long time, like I, I understand why people get content blocks and are like, what on earth could I possibly put there? But if you're pulling stuff back out, refreshing it, putting it back out there again, it's a new post that you don't have to write from scratch. And I'm sure, especially if people are taking your advice and starting two years in advance and they're maybe blogging about their journey or whatever, they can do an update post. You know, when I started this, here's where I was, here's what's happened. Yeah, this is how it started. This is where it is now, that sort of thing. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I've seen an author, um, he was writing a mystery novel and he had to do a lot of research. So he had to talk to the police, actual police department and Uh like find out some details about something. And and I don't even remember all the details of it, but it was really kind of interesting because I never do that. I don't write fiction. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that when I read a mystery novel once in a while, I'm not a huge fan, but I read them once in a while, you know, it's kind of cool that there's all these details, but the authors actually have to do a lot of research to make sure that the details are spot on, they're correct, they know the procedure, they know how it's going to get done. So I think if you're going to do that kind of research, how cool would it be if you could post it as, hey, before you start doing your research, Mm -hmm. here's stuff I learned, Mm -hmm. right? If you go to see the police department, make sure, you know, you're nice to them. I don't know if you can just walk in and interview the police. But, you know, one author I know had to do a lot of research actually for a nonfiction book. Uh, He was writing a book on um, World War II and there was like information about a particular kind of bullet. You know, this is not stuff I'm interested in, but it's fascinating that people do all this research for their books. And so you can do that. Yeah, exactly. That reminds me of, I'm also working on a World War II book that we'll probably publish in about 2050 at this rate. But um, (laughs) I spent like an hour researching the type of tractors that they would have had in France in (laughs) 1940, because I wanted this, I I needed that information to be accurate with... You should write a blog about that. And then the next person who's doing that research will be like, forget the research I got. I got this blog post. That's that's another point. I mean, you when you're writing stuff like that, you know, we talk so much about being there for readers, but also when you have content that other writers can use, yes. that still gets people there. And I'm here to tell you, I have read every book I can get my hand on uh, about it. So, you know, I don't be shy about creating content that's going to bring in writers too. Yes. Yes, a book list. You know, if you've yeah. read, let's say, 10 books on a particular topic or even 10 mysteries, right? right. 10 horror books, whatever it is, make a book list. You know, right. these are my favorite. You don't even have to review them, but that's another way of creating content. Yeah. One client of mine, one, uh, she did a really interesting thing on her website. It was two years before publication. She's like, what am I going to do? How can I get people interested? <laughs> And what she started doing was actually listing out local writing and reading events on her website. Nice. So that way she became a little bit of a hub for Mm -hmm. local authors who Mm -hmm. were interested. And she became part of a community that way because people started writing in and saying, hey, I have a book event coming up or I have a book signing. Would you mind listing it? And, you know, that's another way to create. She was interested anyway. She wanted to go to events and. This was her way of saying, well, I know this information. 
Absolutely. And you know what happens when you start doing stuff like that too? You start connecting with more people and connections get you places. Somebody will say, oh, did you know about this conference for, or did you know about this event that I'm participating in? You could participate in that too. Or, oh my gosh, I know somebody who's running this and you'd be a great, like the, the collaboration that can happen, but you have to know about those things and have those communities. That's a, that's a great idea. Yeah. And if you do them in, in advance, then maybe when you need someone to endorse your book, you know, yes. you've made those connections to you. Absolutely. Years That's a great point too. Yeah. Um, so always think of the website as a before, during, after project, right? It's like, what do I need to do before, during, and after? And how can the work, the website really work for me? Like make it work for you. So um, along that those lines, I don't know if we want to talk about PubSite now or wait until the end of it, because there, you know, we could talk a little bit more about marketing, about some of the mistakes that authors make and then go into it. But I did want to say that um, Fazia has a tool that makes this a lot of the problems are that people get overwhelmed and think a website's going to be so hard. So we'll talk about PubSite in a minute. But first, let's talk about the common mistakes that authors make in their marketing. Well, I think we've covered some, some of it. Of it. <laughs> yeah, some of it I've hinted already, Wait, waiting too long, mm-hmm. right? That's a really important one that they kind of miss on because they don't realize how much, I mean, it's really, when you're launching a book, you have to imagine that it's like, um, you know, throwing a wedding, right? right? You're not going to plan the na- night before. Well, some people do, but <laughs> I did. Those are called <laughs> shotgun weddings. and. <laughs> My wedding, John and I planned in three weeks. So not wow. shotgun for not for that reason, but um, <laughs> nevertheless. Um, but no, the more time you, I mean, of course, when you plan a wedding in, in three weeks, you know, you're not getting the cake you want. Right. You're, you're like sort of making compromises, right? <laughs> Which we were willing to make. But when you're launching a book, if you don't give yourself enough time, then you're going to end up making compromises or you're going to work with people you're not thrilled about because your favorite team is booked for you know, six months, like, for example, you're talking about your podcast being booked, you know, for my publicity firm, we're booked through April, I think. Wow. Next year. Like, I can't <laughs> even start on a project. So if someone comes to me, and sometimes they do get irritated, because they're like, okay, I'm ready to go. And I'm like, Oh, I'm okay. so sorry. April 2023. I got your right. name. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like the team you really want to work with might be booked, the, uh-huh. all of those kinds of things start to happen. So the earlier you can plan things out, the earlier you can book people, I think that's really important. The other thing that I think authors make a lot of mistakes with is spreading themselves out too thin Mm -hmm. so they're trying to be on every platform and anytime someone says hey my best friend's sister's brother you know did this and you're like oh I should be doing it yes (laughs) no (laughs) so one of my my I think uh you know work in life is to really take that pressure off of authors and tell them to not do any of that right to really focus on the things that bring you joy, because if you do the things that bring you joy, it's sustainable. If you do the things that people say, you have to do this and you do it for one month or six months or a year, ultimately you're going to stop doing it. And it'll be like all that time is going to be worthless. You know, it's so funny that as soon as you started talking about this, like the thing that's running through my head is that song that was super popular in like 1995. Don't go chasing waterfalls, just stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. That's what I I feel like is a good lesson for authors, like just do what you know how to do and then expand, you know. 
Yes. Mm. Or do things that, you know, maybe you're interested and you're like, right. oh, I wonder what's happening on TikTok. Everyone seems right. to be talking about it. If there's a genuine curiosity and kind of fun element to it, you'll enjoy it and you'll get something out of it. Yeah. But I had one author one time write to me on Facebook and he said, will you follow my page? Because my publisher told me that I need followers to sell books. <laughs> I just thought, I'm sorry, what's in it for me here? You know, right. um, and obviously not interested, not curious, not, you know, just someone told me to do this. I'm doing it. I hate it. Oh my and you gosh. know that within a month or two months or six months, they're going to drop that because it's not fun for them. Right. So definitely don't spread yourself out too thin. My advice would be to have a website that you actually work on, have a blog, have it on your website, and then maybe cross post it somewhere, maybe on Medium or Substack or some other platform that you like. So you have content that people can relate to and understand and kind of grow from. And then have a mailing list, 100%, very, very important. It's slow to grow for sure, mm -hmm. but it's still the most important element of your marketing because mm -hmm. even if you have 50 people on it, those 50 have a more likely buy your book than if you have 200 people or 2000 people on social media. I agree 100%. That's a big, 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 big thing for us. And, and I can tell people that because I've launched enough books and and so have you so you can see yes. these results but i've launched yes. enough books but i've also seen in my own business yes. the difference in 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 selling of no matter what it is through the email list as opposed to anything on social media so 100 percent grow your then, email list yes grow that email list and then the second and again to grow the email list you need to create create some content so you need to create the blog um, and then for social media, pick one or two platforms mm -hmm. that you enjoy and be there consistently instead of trying to be a little bit of everything on every platform. You know, that those days are gone where we were trying to be everything. I remember one time, I still have some authors who have like, you know, 17 little icons of like, you can find me everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you can find me there, but I'm not doing anything. I mean, I'm I did set, exactly. I did set up an Alexa Big Wharf page on Facebook, but I think the last time I posted on it was like 2015. So <laughs> good luck finding I, me, right? I still I still see people. I get the notifications every yeah. week. You've got two new followers. And I'm like, well, good for them. They're not gonna get anything interesting there. But <laughs> Alexa, I am not a I'm I don't think I'm ever going to be making videos on TikTok, right? I mean, that's just not my style. I'm not a performer. Right. That's not something I want to do, but I love the platform. I think yes. it's amazing. And I'm, I'm very interested and curious in it. So I have a, I have my, you know, my account there in my name, people have, I have no videos. Not only do I have any, <laughs> no videos now, I will probably have no videos ever. And there are people following me I and I, I'm like, that's lovely. Thank you it's, for your confidence that someday you're going to put a video out there, but you'll hey, you have, you have all these followers. And the day you put that video out there, it's, you're going to just go viral. Right. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. I'm building for the long haul. That's it. That is so funny. Well, let's so I think those two things are probably the most critical. I mean, you know, yeah. critical for authors yeah. is overwhelming and feeling like they are spread so thin and stretched so thin when they really don't need to be. Um, and then also uh, starting too late, you know, just yeah. then you feel the overwhelm because then everybody's like, but haven't you done this? Why haven't you done that? <laughs> 
what are you doing? I think, you know, if you haven't gotten it by this point in time in the podcast, like when you decide to become an author, you decide to take on a career. It's not unless, unless it's just something that you're doing for a passion project, but you have to make that decision. I'm okay not doing all these things. And I'm okay not selling a lot of books. And there are people out there like that. For example, my family published a book of my grandma's of stories that my great grandma told everyone because we didn't want to lose these stories. So Mm -hmm. my cousin collected all the stories about them and put them together in a book. And she published it not not to make money, not to sell to, but so that we as the family would have it. So that's okay. But if you want to sell books, you have to act, act like it. Or build a career. Right. Yes. Where this is your first book, but you want to publish more. Yes. You've exactly. got to treat it like a business. So businesses have websites. So should <laughs> authors. So let's talk just briefly. You know, I'm going to link. We've done several webinars with you and even step by step tutorials on how to use um, pub sites. So I'm going to make yeah. sure all of those are included in the show notes for this. But if you would just quickly tell people about pub site and why why you built it and why it's the best place for authors to build their website. Yeah, I'd love that. So I just, I don't know if you know this, uh, Alexa, maybe you and I've talked about this, but my husband, John, and I worked on the first author website ever launched on the web in 97. What? I did not know that. Wow. Sue Grafton. (laughs) What? The number one New York Times bestselling author, Sue Grafton. Wow. And it was the first website for an author. It was covered in the New York Times as like, this is things people do now, like (laughs) launch websites. That's so cool. Authors do now. Yeah. You're like a dinosaur. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was 12. Okay. You were 12. That's right. She's a prodigy, y'all. We were very tech savvy at a very young age. Yes. 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 So the reason I bring that up is that we have had, gosh, now what? almost 20 years of experience building websites for authors. Like that's all we've done is build websites for authors and books. So we have lots of experience. We've done them in WordPress and we've done them in other platforms and, you know, custom designed them, custom programmed them and all of that. What we realized is that, you know, the platforms that are out there are really not built for authors Mm. because we have very specific needs. A lot of the platforms like, um, go, you know, um, uh, Squarespace or Wix are really like they limit the number of words you use because that's how the page is designed. Mm-hmm. And I totally get that for any other business, totally. But we are writers, right? Like, <laughs> <we> write words. <laughs> and so have a website that limits how much information, how much writing you can add is just not the right template for you. Right. So what we did was we created a platform that is really easy to use. You know, you can watch our videos. You can see that it's basically filling forms. Mm -hmm. You're never in HTML. There is no coding whatsoever. You're literally filling out forms. And John, who's been, who really has designed the user experience, created it like a workflow. So if you go to one tab, just fill in all the blanks. Mm -hmm. Go to the next tab, fill in all the blanks. So we walk you through all of the elements of what you need to put on a website. You know, here's the buy button. So put in all of the links to your bookseller links. I got to tell you, that's my favorite thing on the entire website. Because having had a WordPress before where we had to 
either go find a link that might or might not work to a universal thing, or we had to create buttons for all the things or do I love that's my favorite part in the entire place. <laughs> I, I'm with you because I know I remember in WordPress, like if you had to move one of them, it would just walk yes. on the whole page and it was just so <laughs> annoying to get them all lined up. Yes, yes, yes. So annoying. <laughs> so the fact that PubSite just automatically does that is great. Mm -hmm. Also in things like we are not trying to get event planners and photographers and right. restaurants. Right. Every decision we've made is in service of authors. Yes. So even the follow buttons have the Amazon link, the, the Goodreads page. You know, these are things that other platforms don't even need to do. Um, but we know that those are important things for people. So all of those kinds of decisions have made, I think, PubSite just easy to use and perfectly designed for just authors yes. so that way people can use it and uh you know and again of course we've talked about dinging but hopefully you don't know that. <laughs> it's all right <laughs> we'll forgive um, you <laughs> yeah thank you um but anyway so that's i think that's why i i think pubsite is great uh we you know we've taken all of our 20 years of experience building author website and poured it into PubSite. So yeah. that way, when people ask me, does it have this? I'm like, yep. Does that have this? Yes. We've thought of all of it, you know, and if we haven't, and you come up with something, we're happy to work on it and add it and things like that. So um, I think it's a really great, and you have, you know, 14 day free trials, right? So just go in there, play around. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, walk away. No big deal. Right. And you know, um, the, the, some of the appealing factors are that it's, it's everything included in the price. So the monthly fee is your hosting. It's your, it's having the site. It's all the things, which is really nice. So you don't have to worry about like, I almost lost a domain because I wasn't paying attention to the GoDaddy emails that said your domain's about to expire. Actually, we had an author. Oh my gosh. We had an author whose domain expired, like right after her launch and mm. everything gone. Um, not, we didn't build her site. She had built her yeah. own site. So I'm not yeah. taking credit for that, um, <laughs> but everything gone, like right at the time that you need your website the most. So that's a nice feature, but also, you know, uh, just to everybody out there, like there is no easy button solution for a website as in there's nothing that's going to make it just so simple that you don't have to learn a little bit, but I love the amount of, first of all, I love that it's set up in forms. There's no coding. There's no moving. You just fill it out. Like you just said, but there's also so much knowledge in your knowledge base and, um, you know, all the examples and everything. And you guys are amazing at helping people. Plus you have that option of if somebody's like, I do not do tech, I'm not doing this. You'll do it for them. We do. We do build the sites for them if they need it. And it's really reasonable because again, we're not coding, we're not designing from scratch, you know, we're entering the information. So if you feel like, you know what, I don't even want to deal with this, we're happy to do it for you. But I do think that, you know, there's also for some authors who want to sell their own books, we have e-commerce built yep. in and it's the same price also. Yep. So one of the things I love about PubSite is that it's scalable, mm -hmm. right? A lot of other platforms, you can build a site for one book, but when you go from one book to two books, the template doesn't work and you literally right. have to redesign the website, right? Right From scratch. Right. On PubSite, you literally can switch designs, colors, and go from one book to 50 book on the same platform. Like nice. it's really easy. Do not have to worry about, you know, starting over with every new book. 
And I can attest to that because we built our Purple Butterfly Press, my children's book publishing company on PubSite. And we have, I should know how many books we've published at this point in time, but I can't remember. It's more than 10, probably less than 20, but <laughs> a lot of books. And it's been easy to just continue to add things to the site. So that's great. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, another cool tool on it. And then we'll stop talking about PubSite because this has been a long interview and probably, I don't know if people are still hanging with us. Make sure you go to the show notes so that you can go watch the mm -hmm. tutorials and see all about it, all about it. But I think another important um, uh, asset that goes back to what we were talking about before with your marketing and your publicity is the calendar. So that people can mm -hmm. see what events you're doing and where you're going and what's happening and where they can join you and all of that, I think is really cool. Yeah. So the the thing with PubSite is that you can start with the blog. So before you even have a book, mm -hmm. it can be a blogging site. Then when you have a book, you can add the book mm -hmm. and it's the same platform. You now just added a book. And then if you have second book, you can just add another book. So you're just constantly scaling with you, like yeah. again, being a workhorse, but that calendar thing was totally me. That was my little <laughs> I <pet> believe it. <laughs> That's the publicist in you saying. <laughs> exactly. I was like, especially for my own site, you know, I was on WordPress and every time I did an event, I would be having to go there and manually move it down to recent mm -hmm. instead of upcoming. Mm -hmm. And PubSite does it automatically. The, when the date uh, is gone, you know, it passes, it just automatically drops down nice. to recent. So nice. the page is always up to date. And when you enter an event, you're entering it in a form. So you don't have to worry about how the layout goes. Cause you know, those calendar pages can have a weird layout also. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Well, so many ways that you can mm. help people and so many things that you guys do and you and John are just amazing. And we love working with you guys. And I'm really hoping that you'll be joining us in, in Charlotte in March for our live marketing event, because I want to squeeze you. <laughs> I want to squeeze you back and I would love that I, it sounds really wonderful and I think as we start to move out of our homes and into people yes I would love to meet you have such a beautiful beautiful community we love the community you've built the women are really wonderful oh, I just want yes. to say one thing that I'm really proud of with PubSite is that we we have more women on our platform Ooh. than men Yay! I love that. And the women, <laughs> they find it so empowering to have full control yeah. over their website, over their colors, over what they want to do. And they just feel like this is like, they can have fun with it instead of this being a, oh my God, what do I do about my website? So I'm really yes. thrilled about that. And you guys in your community are definitely a huge help in having us uh, you know, appeal to the women in, in uh, the writing community. So thank you. That is amazing. Thank you. All right, everybody, you can um, check her out at faziaburke.com. That's F-A-U-Z-I-A-B-U-R-K-E.com or at fsbassociates.com or at pub-site.com. If you didn't get those, go to the show notes. It'll all be there. Or you can go to the women and publishing summit.com and click on the sponsors tab. And PubSite is, um, is one of our top sponsors. So you'll see their information as well and thank you so much for everything thank you you are so awesome thank you so much for all that you do for writers and i'm happy to be part of your community thanks for having me on your podcast i really appreciate it thank you you don't have to give me your heart you don't have to give it
thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.